This week, we're bringing you the update on Quartz Fest, Winter Field Day, and the latest breaking news from ARRL. Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Guy. And good evening, or whatever time you might be listening to this podcast. It's your host, Marvin, W0MET. We are bringing you the latest of topics, news, and information each week right here to this show. This week, we are going to start off with uh, some information about QuartzFest, which is going on this week down in Quartzsite, Arizona. We will speak with Michael, W4OPS, who is the owner of Club Gear Online and is visiting QuartzFest again for a second time this year, and also being a vendor down there. First, a little information about QuartzFest and how it got its start. After informally meeting for several years with various ham radio and RV friends, Near mile marker 99 in 1995, six miles south of Quartzsite, Arizona, Harvey K5LJM and Margie AB5ZX decided to officially host a ham gathering around the last week of January. That was in 1997. They began to call it Quartzfest and put the word out and had nearly 60 RVs that were parked around the site in the Sunrun Desert. Since then, it has been turned over to several organizers, which has kept Quartzfest going. QuartzFest has grown to include hundreds of ham radio enthusiasts and their families each year and continues to grow. Margie Tetmeyer has continually expressed on behalf of Harvey and herself how grateful and thankful they are to everyone that has attended and continues to make QuartzFest uh, better every year. They continue to welcome new friends and more visitors every year to this simple little what well, they started out as a camp out uh, for the future. Let's go live to QuartzFest and speak with Michael W4OPS. Good evening, Michael, and how are you? I'm doing well, Marvin, and thanks for having me on the show this evening. Hey, thank you for joining. Uh, taking a little time out of your course fest uh, festivities this evening to go over a little bit. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on or happening uh, this week at Quartz Fest so far. I'll tell you what. It's been a busy week, and it's going to uh, continue to be a busy week. Uh, Quartz Fest is full of all kinds of seminars, off-road rides. Uh, we have daily raffles. Uh, and just lots of opportunities to learn. They have a DX challenge out here. Um, they do ham radio testing, and they give new radio operators a chance to get on the air and actually operate an HF radio. Um, so there's all kinds of things going on uh, this week, and uh, usually they have three different areas, and they'll have multiple seminars going on at the same time. So you'll have a seminar going on in area A and a seminar going on in area B, at the same time. So like a uh, traditional ham fest, you kind of got to pick which topics you want to go and um, uh, learn about and uh, the people you want to go listen to. Sure. What, what have been, what have been some of those seminars or topics that have uh, been discussed in some of those seminars? Oh man, they have all kinds of uh, topics on uh, mesh networking for e-com. Um, I'm doing a uh, parks on the air uh, topic tomorrow. Um, uh, they have a, a nano VNA and other test equipment. Uh, in fact, right now as we're doing this, they have a, a FCC emissions and kind of what that means to you uh, to do the um, you know current FCC emissions that they have. But uh, not just ham radio related stuff. They have a lot of um, non ham radio related things too. Of course, we're in the hills of uh, Arizona and there's gold in them hills, and they have a, a panning for gold seminar. Uh, they do a cast iron cooking. Uh, crocheting. Uh, last night they had a, a military history and misconceptions. So the, the list goes on and on about the numerous and, and variety of um, topics that they uh, they cover while they're out here. 
So is this a lot of like nomadic uh, type of uh, classes and stuff, or is it more about skill survival and, or just kind of a combination of everything? Um, boy, maybe just a combination of everything. Um, they have about 480 registered people out here. And uh, there are people like me who are just out here camping in a tent for a week. Uh, there are people out here in RVs. Um, one guy has a Jeep set up and he has a hammock right behind his Jeep that he's sleeping in. Uh, every kind of um, small camper you can think of, pickup trucks with uh, camper shells on the back of them, uh, just a variety of uh, cargo vans. Um, uh, a couple of big names like um, Gordon West, he's out here. Very uh, nice. So you, ha you have a lot of uh, big names out here. Sure. So um, you said there was about 480 people in attendance or a rickshaw this year at Quartz Fest. Is that up or down uh, due to some of the virus uh, attendance or not? Now, I'll tell you, it's up from last year. Uh, last year, they had a kind of a, a mini thing. They call it Quartz Pause. And um, they didn't have any seminars because they didn't want to have any large gatherings or anything like that. So it was really toned down last year. But um, it's not unheard of to have six or 700 people out here um, attending these seminars and everything every year. Uh, this is a great time of year to be out in the desert. It's beautiful weather, uh, beautiful sunsets. So you get people coming from all states as far as South, uh, South Carolina. Uh, there are some people from South Carolina and Florida that are out here in Arizona for this event. Wow, that is, that's very interesting. Uh, well, that's cool. Um, so you mentioned you're going to be doing a uh, POTA seminar um, tomorrow. And uh, what is some of the discussion you'll have around that? Well, I'll, I'll be talking about a uh, Parks on the Air, which is what POTA is. And um, first of all, I'll be just distinguishing the difference between Parks on the Air, Summits on the Air, and Islands on the Air. Uh, I think a lot of people kind of get those three things confused. So we'll talk about the type of equipment that it takes to uh, have a successful uh, POTA operation, uh, how to have fun while you're doing it. Um, you know, how to work the pile up and things like that. So uh, I'll, I'll be looking forward to doing that Parks on the Air seminar. Of course, on my uh, website that I have, clubgearonline.com, uh, we have a lot of Parks on the Gear stuff. So as soon as I got out here, uh, I was already shaking hands and meeting people with uh, similar interests, uh, people who activated several parks, and uh, put me to shame because they, they've activated parks in, you know, 40 different states. Uh, so it's really been a lot of fun to just – meet other people that have similar interests to yours. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you talked about having um, multiple states and being able to operate. And that's, you know, truly one of my personal goals as well, to be able to have uh, operations in multiple states uh, doing uh, parks on the air. So uh, that's awesome that uh, there are other people with similar goals and achievements that want to be able to get that done. I personally, I'd love to be able to say I did all the lower 48 at some point. So, uh, well, that's, that's great. Um, so how long does Quartz Fest, uh, started, I believe on Monday and goes till when? Uh, it goes to Saturday. Um, Sunday, they actually had opening festivities, like opening ceremony. And, uh, each day about three o'clock, they have a, um, uh, kind of a open house or a round table thing where, uh, we get together, discuss, uh, what went on during the day, what's going on tomorrow. Um, and then uh, we have raffles as well. Uh, ICOM's been kind enough to donate some um, uh, ICOM handheld radios to give away each day. Uh, they're also sponsoring a 
uh, radio in the DX Challenge. They have a 20-foot trailer out here that has three radios in it. Um, so they're doing um, FT8, they're doing CW, and of course they're doing sideband um, uh, sideband as well, sideband voice. So they're a special event station, W7Q. And uh, W7Q is a special event station that's running uh, throughout the week. And people can actually uh, send in a QSL card and get a special event QSL card from uh, Quartzsite as well. So that's kind of cool. But um, it's going to be going until Saturday. And then Saturday we'll have our closing ceremonies uh, sometime in the afternoon, I believe. Oh, very good. Well, we appreciate you taking some of your time from your evening here uh, at, while at Quartzfest and explaining a little bit about what's going on and, and how that uh, w what type of activities they have during the week and the type of number of people that come there from from all over. And uh, for all the listeners out there, if you are listening to this podcast uh, during this week still, uh, you know, reach out to W7Q, the special event station for Quartzfest, and get your uh, special event station qsl card so um michael just uh again uh the owner of club gear online uh, has lots of uh various uh items uh ham radio related uh and and poetic gear related and uh, if you want anything like that just go ahead and visit clubgearonline.com or if you have something specialty for your own club or group uh he can probably help you design that or or get that put together so uh thank you for your time this week uh mike and uh have a great evening and continue to enjoy, enjoy Quartzfest. I, I did see the video you'd sent earlier today of uh, kind of all the different RVs that were just scattered over miles of area there that you'd sent, and I found that kind of interesting too. So, uh, very Absolutely. good. Well, thank you again for joining us this evening, and have a great week. And I'll say 73 to you, and thank you for your time. I appreciate you having me, and uh, hopefully we get to uh, work you on the air as well. Uh, W0MET, this is W4OPS. I'll say 73s to you, Marvin. All right. Thank you for joining uh, the Ham Radio Guy podcast today. Take care. Well, uh, that was uh, Michael Turner, W4OPS, uh, visiting us live from Quartzfest, Arizona, for Quartzfest this year, 2022. If you get your chance to go out and visit uh, next year, I don't have the particular dates in front of me, but I'm sure they do that each and every week, the last uh, week of January. So uh, get yourself prepared now to visit Quartzfest in 2023. Well, we're going to move right on into a couple things. Uh, it's come up and coming this uh, coming weekend, uh, the January 29th and 30th. It is the last Saturday of every year, and we call that Winter Field Day. And uh, this is an opportunity for uh, folks to get out and um, be those dedicated operators that uh, want to continue to have emergency communication in a winter environment, uh, which is just as important as practicing during the days of summer for our summer field days. But, uh, you know, getting through some of those obstacles that uh, we have to bear for the uh, weather of, of uh, winter, uh, sometimes snow or rain, depending on what part of the country might be in, or even ice. And... Uh, getting through, um, you know, those disasters, no matter what time of year uh, that nature uh, decides to uh, send it uh, your way. So it's when you least expect it that usually happens. So having yourself prepared and knowing what it takes for you to set up and operate in any type of condition uh, is just part of Winter Field Day Association's goals. And so uh, this can be found in U.S. Canada, uh, 
in uh, you know throughout the year and uh, winter field day is you know taking place again the U.S. and Canada sorry about that and uh, you know give you the opportunity to uh, provide those emergency services if need be so we'll go over some of the um, things winter field day runs for 24 hours it is again the last full weekend in January each year and it runs from I'm going to go with 1 p.m. Central Standard Time uh, to which is about 1800 UTC to 1 p.m. Central Standard Time on Sunday uh, and again 1800 UTC and for 2022 uh, the dates again are January 29th and 30th this upcoming weekend and um, you know you can set up uh, no earlier than 12 hours total uh, bef beforehand and um, you know it is open to all amateur bands HF VHF and UHF except for the 12 17 30 and 60 meter bands and the other thing is that is not allowed for modes uh, pretty much anything is available except for FT8 or FT4 uh, cannot uh, do digital transmissions uh, using those modes uh, however JS8 call is a mode that does take a little bit more information and you can use that for digital so I know several people do use that as their option for digital modes during field day but D-Star, C4FM, DMR, Packet, PSK, any of those other options are certainly available along with AM, FM, and single set band CW. So, um, you know, get your gear out and good opportunity to go out and practice and get yourself uh, warmed up to some operating in uh, a little bit of a contest mode and having a little fun along the way. My local club, uh, the Stones River Amateur Radio Club here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, will be participating and we will operate as for India. And that is basically saying that we are working on indoors from a remote or insulated or heated um, protected structure of any time uh, where an amateur station is normally not available uh, versus like a park building, cabins, community centers, an EOC may be utilized, um, you know, providing all the equipment set up by the contestants and not is like uh, permanently stationed there. The other option would be three, or it could be outdoors, uh, operating from a fully or partially exposed elements and at least 30 feet away from a normal station location. And then you also have your home operation uh, operating from inside a home or inside another structure to a home that could be uh, an unusual location of an amateur radio station like your garage or sunroom, generally uh, used previously erected antenna system. Uh, a home insurance may still be eligible to claim the alternate power if not using commercial power, so running a generator or something along those lines. Um, you cannot use any existing or uh, permanently installed antenna system or station components rending uh, to your home station. And um, there are only three categories, again, indoor, outdoor, home, as described above. And... Um, you know, then you can operate your points, submit the, submit them, and you can find all this information at winterfieldday.com. And uh, you'll need to uh, do your log submission uh, as soon as you can. I don't know that they, they do have a deadline March 1st, so you have about a month to get it in, and they do like it in the Cabrillo format. So there's a little bit of information about Winter Field Day uh, and getting that going uh, if you would like to participate yet this weekend on that. And then uh, we'll move into just a little bit of news here as we, um, you know, wrap up the show here with some things. And let's bring you some news from the ARRL. 
then um, so Ares activates as wind-driven year-end fire destroys um, over a thousand Colorado homes the members of the amateur radio service in Colorado volunteered for the Boulder County Amateur Radio Emergency Service turned out on December 30th in 2021 for the devastating Marshall fire which reared ro- roared through Superior and parts of Louisville and Colorado Intense winds whipped a grass fire south of Boulder near Marshall into a massive firestorm that became too large and fierce for firefighters to battle. The Aries group stepped up um, along with the Boulder Office of Emergency Management and activated the EOC and initiated Aries. That time, uh, staffing was initiated to the activation of the radio network, uh, which assigned uh, Aries members to the EOC. And those volunteers supported services uh, for emergency communications for power failures and shutdowns caused by utility loss. And with about eight hours, um, they used a battery backup system for cell phones and landlines failed, and the 911 services went down. So um, it was a great opportunity for amateur radio to step in and uh, utilize their services. Um, to help provide communication for local areas when those other emergency lines went down. So um, even Windlink was used uh, during that fire and support. So, Well, for many of you who are uh, excited to hear once again in the beginning of February here, February 10th to the 13th, the ARRL will hold their national convention in Orlando, Florida at Hamcation. I will be live in uh, Hamcation as well, enjoying uh, some time there on Friday of this year. And so, uh, you know, you should be able to have an opportunity to meet the team of members and volunteers, program representatives uh, from the ARRL uh, during this time. And uh, also have an opportunity to continue to develop knowledge and skills in radio technology and communication. The many seminars and classes being offered at Hamcation this year. This is the first time since 2019 that Hamcation has taken place, and we are certainly looking forward to going as my first year uh, visiting Hamcation in Orlando. Um, it should be a lot of fun. This does take place on the Central Florida Fairgrounds and Expo Park. It's an 87-acre lakefront fairground, and it will be the 75th anniversary of Hamcation this year um, in Orlando, Florida. So um, if you have a chance to go still, you've got plenty of time. And uh, there will be many YouTubers again at Hamcation as well this year. And they have been invited uh, to uh, provide some uh, courses as well during that time. So if you have an opportunity to attend Hamcation, I would recommend you going. And on another news front, there is, um, you know, another year for Uh, state QSO parties. So if you'd like to look up your um, state QSO party or other states' QSOs parties, you can find that information on the ARRL website and be prepared for many of those uh, contests and working uh, those QSO parties throughout the year in um, the U.S. here, as well as even there's a Quebec one in Canada. So uh, you might want to check out the rules or information for that as um, we move into this year a little bit more. And anything else in the radio news world that is relevant? Um, 
The ALL did hire a former county EMA director in Comel as a new director of emergency management. And his name is Josh Johnston, KE5MHV. Um, he will be at the national convention um, doing emergency communications training track on February 10th. And he comes from an extensive interagency cooperation planning um, planner uh, in Arkansas. He's a master certified emergency manager and a past board member of the Arkansas Emergency Management Association, where he served president for two years. Johnson has experience working with government and agency representatives, as well as being a boots-on-the-ground field type of guy. Uh, he will be based in the AWRL headquarters in, in, Newington, in Newington, Connecticut. Well, I don't think I'd get that out this evening. And he'll be working with staff members and volunteers coordinating the AWRL Board of New Emergency Communications and Field Services. So welcome, John Johnston, if you get the opportunity to meet him at Hamcation this year as the um, new AWRL Director of Emergency Management. So that is all I've got this week for the Ham Radio Guy. I think that will bring this show to a close and hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you will submit in that subscribe button and you will share with friends and that you learned something as well uh, this week that will help you in your ham radio operations. As always, you're in your, uh, as always, this is your ham radio buddy in the chair and on the air, the ham radio guy. I say 73 Marvin W zero.